Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by medical students, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. Coming up on today's show, Brian Mulligan tells us about his company, Assist America Incorporated, and the global emergency services that they provide to travelers in need. As I always say, bad things happen in every location in the world, and it could be you. And this really does give you peace of mind so that when you do go into some remote area to provide some medical services traveling abroad, that you know that if something happens, that cost isn't going to be or, or access to transportation in a medical emergency is not going to be something that stands in the way, you know, receiving treatment or not. We'll hear more from Assist America President Brian Mulligan on Radio Rounds right now. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm John Corker. And I'm Zach Giovane. We're glad you could all join us today, whether you're listening on the web, on the radio, or via our iTunes podcast sometime in the future. And we just want to take a second to, to especially welcome Zach to the studio today. He's one of our new hosts here at Radio Rounds. This is his first time hosting an episode with us, and we couldn't be more honored to have him on the team. Zach, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much, John. Last week, we kicked off Season 7 by speaking with Dr. Ed O'Neill, founder and president of OmniMed, a nonprofit organization that seeks to eliminate health inequities in developing countries. Now, Dr. O'Neill has really revolutionized the traditional medical service trip to ensure a lasting impact in communities long after his volunteers have returned home. To do so, he employs his unique Village Health Team, or VHT, model that uses U.S. physicians, medical students, and volunteers to train healthcare workers in some of our world's most resource-poor communities to better care for their patients. Dr. O'Neill's work with OmniMed is truly a real-world manifestation of the old axiom of teaching a man to fish, John. This week, we'll stay on the topic of traveling abroad, but tackle it from a little bit different of an angle. We'll be speaking about a unique service that serves as insurance, if you will, for those who may run into unexpected trouble when traveling far from home. Our guest is President and CEO of Assist America Incorporated, Mr. Brian Mulligan. Assist America provides global emergency services to travelers who run into medical emergencies in an area unfamiliar to them. We'll be joined after the interview uh, by guest hosts Yojin Patel and Matias Iberico, uh, and, and they're just going to offer some stories of their own experience when they've been traveling abroad, maybe run into some difficult situations, and either did need extra help or maybe were able to get out of that situation on their own. Mulgan says that Assist America fills a unique niche for people traveling far from home. Assist America provides emergency medical services uh, across the globe. And typically, when you're traveling um, away from home, you know, internationally on business or leisure travel, whatever it might be, and you get uh, sick or injured, your uh, typical insurance program does not cover certain aspects of the services that you may require. For example, uh, if you are traveling and you get uh, into a car accident in Madagascar, 
and you need certain type of uh, medical treatment, and the hospitals in Madagascar are unable to provide you that. Your health plan would not provide for, uh, would not pay for the cost of the transport from Madagascar to a place uh, for appropriate medical care. So what a system America will do is system America, when it's contacted in that situation, we will, we will perform an evacuation. We will bring you to the closest available hospital that's capable of providing the care that you require. And then on the back side of that, once you are going to be discharged from the hospital, we will then arrange for what we call a repatriation, which is we then arrange for your travel uh, back to your home, to your, to your residence. So what Sister America is really covering is the sort of the gap in the coverage between, in insurance companies. They do not cover evacuations or repatriations. It's up to you to get yourself to where you need to get medical care or to get home after an accident. So we, 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 we provide that service and we pay for that service. And how did Assist America come about? What was kind of the inspiration behind the founding of the company? The assistance business was pretty much started in Europe and uh, has existed for a number of years. It's actually very common in Europe for people to have two or three different assistance providers. Uh, and uh, our, our uh, founder and currently our chairman, George Howard, you know, lived in the insurance world for his entire business career. He recognized this gap in coverage between insurance and what actually people needed when they were injured while traveling or sick while traveling. And uh, he had worked in the assistance business uh, with some other uh, companies in the U.S., and what he decided to do was to take this really out to the employee benefits world to add this as a, uh, a benefit to a uh, employee benefits plan. Um, so it really was founded out of this this idea that when people are sick or injured while they're traveling, they really are exposed to significant, uh, overwhelming expenses, uh, and would perhaps deprive them of the medical care that they otherwise needed. So this was uh, so this company was founded on the principles of of trying to get the necessary medical care and treatment to people when they're uh, away from home. And uh, that, was his, uh, that was his concept, and linking it to employee benefits uh, was a great, a great way to reach you know, the, the masses. And dealing with so many travelers that travel so far away from home, and I, and I know you cover travelers as close to home as 100 miles away, but um, again, dealing with travelers so far from home, there must be some pretty interesting stories of, of some instances where you really helped somebody out uh, who was in need. Yeah, there, are, there are many stories, and I guess uh, I'll, I'll tell the, the story of uh, a couple of stories for you, but I, I, I want to make the point that the, while these stories may be uh, interesting and colorful, the core of our business really is uh, not necessarily these colorful stories. We, we've got families that go on vacation, get in car accidents in Honolulu. You know, mother dies or husband dies, child dies or severely injured. We have people that go on vacations and dive dive trips and, you know, have serious incidents. And we have business travel. We have, is a, you know, there's stroke victims, heart attacks, uh, you know, all, all those kinds of problems that go on every day in our op center and they're dealing with them. But I'm going to talk to you about, I guess, a couple of cases that might be interesting uh, to, your, to, your, to your listeners. Uh, the first one involves a, uh, a caller uh, from Mexico who was down in Mexico, in southern Mexico at a resort with an 11-year-old daughter. And this was a resort where they promoted swimming with the alligators. 
uh, in the parent attempt to mimic swimming with the dolphins, which obviously is popular in a lot of resort areas and <laughs> throughout the United States, uh, or actually in, in I know of several in, in Honolulu and various places like that, but this one is in Mexico. So this uh, the resort assured this uh, the patrons that it was perfectly safe to swim in the lake that was stocked with small alligators. Now. This doesn't sound like it's going to be a good afternoon. I'm, I, I'm, you can you can tell. <laughs> so, so the father allows his 11-year-old uh, to swim with the alligators, just in the water, as 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 was reported to us. She was promptly bitten in the leg, and dragged in, into the water by one of the alligators. So the father jumps in and he manages to free his daughter from the grip of the alligator, uh, but before doing so, she had stained severe leg injuries. She had to be evacuated to a hospital. Uh, and when we got the call, we were asked to arrange the repatriation to her home in the United States. Cases like this require medical escorts, in some cases non-medical escorts, special arrangements to the airlines to get stretchers on board and, and those types of things. So this is a uh, you know one of the more out-of-the-ordinary cases, but again, the majority of our cases are somebody having a heart attack, somebody in a severe car accident, traveling away from home, students, we have a big student insurance business, you know, students tend to take more risks than some of the adults and, and, and bad things happen. Uh, so we're often called upon uh, to deal with uh, pretty severe injuries uh, to students as well. And speaking of students, uh, it says on your website that most of your services are provided exclusively in concert with employee benefit plans. So what students, if any, would travelers without affiliated plans have to obtain similar services to yours? Um, or, or are students covered on their, their school plans or what's the, what the case may be? We um, cover a lot of students through the student insurance programs. And we do that through a couple of the the, the major providers. So most programs uh, have some component or some offering of assistance that goes along with it. So we're, we do have a very, very large student population that we provide assistance services to. And as you say, that our, our direct distribution channel is through the employee benefits arena. So it, we don't sell our services directly to the public where you can just call up a system or on our website and sign up and buy our services. It is only available through employee benefits type program, student insurance. So it is restricted to that. There are offerings that are available on the market for assistance type programs. People just have to be careful about the types of uh, programs or type of assistance program they're buying. Our programs are don't have any caps or limitations in terms of what the cost is. And uh, typically you see on some of these over-the-counter uh, assistance programs that there are very significant exclusions and limitations on the services. And most of those service limitations pertain to dollar amount in terms of the transport. We have chosen to have no exclusion. You can imagine yourself uh, in this situation where you're in a medical in medical emergency, you need to be transported, you have a severe burns, you need to go to a burn center. There's no burn center where you're located. And you call up your assistance company and say, we, we need to go. And uh, we come back and say, okay, this, this trip is gonna cost $35,000 for you to take the trip. Uh, looking at your coverage here, your coverage is at ten thousand uh, dollars. So we're going to uh, ask you to pay for the additional twenty, you know, twenty-five, twenty thousand dollars, twenty-five thousand dollars. And you say, well, how am I going to pay for that? I don't have the money. Well, in those plans with those types of exclusions, you're not going to be moved. We never want to put 
an injured or a family member or anybody in the position of not having access to that type of service. When you get a when you have a problem, we want you to know that the cost is not your concern. You're moving. I think those are important points if people are looking to the to the market to see what type of assistance plans are out there. Just just uh, just be careful what you're buying. Sure. And and medical students in particular are a group of people that often travels to uh, somewhat remote and sometimes dangerous places for medical missions and areas that aren't typically uh, well staffed medically um, in order to certainly fill a need, but also to augment their training. I would imagine that medical students uh, utilize your services quite a bit through their school programs as well. Yes, they absolutely do. They absolutely do. Yep. So on that note, do you have any advice as we close our interview today for medical students or medical professionals as they may consider traveling uh, abroad to do work? Yeah, the uh, the advice uh, I, I guess I would give is that you need to be prepared. And having an assistance program to have this sort of gap in coverage taken care of before you leave home is really critical because, as I always say, bad things happen in every location in the world, and it could be you. And this really does give you peace of mind so that when you do go into some remote area to provide some you know, medical services, uh, traveling abroad, that you know that if something happens, that uh, this is not going to be something uh, that cost isn't going to be or, or access to transportation in a medical emergency. It's not going to be something that stands in the way, you know, receiving treatment or not. So I, I think just being prepared and just understanding that things, bad things happen to people every day, and it could, it could be you one day. Uh, so you just got to stop and think, you know, how can I best prepare myself for this journey, for this, for this, uh, for this trip, so that I don't put myself and my family in jeopardy of some type of catastrophic uh, cost that could really, you know, impact uh, negatively on you personally, your family, your friends, whatever might, whatever the, whatever that circle might be. And then the other piece of just general advice is that when you go out to the other other countries to work, and one of the things that uh, I've learned by traveling extensively in Asia and Southeast Asia, uh, in the Middle East, and the entire MENA region. MENA region is that you really just have to get a gain an understanding and respect for the cultures uh, that you're uh, immersing yourself in, and I think that's really uh, important as you as you travel to different locations to really understand the differences uh, culturally in, in the countries that you go to and appreciate the difference and uh, and just respect the differences. Mr. Mulligan, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on Radio Rounds today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. You're listening to Radio Rounds. I'm Zach Iljovene. We just heard from Brian Mulligan, President and CEO of Assist America. And once again, I just want to take the time to introduce Matias Ibarico and uh, Yojin Patel, who are in the studio with us today, to provide a little bit of insight into their travels and uh, times when they may or may not have needed services like those that Assist America provide. Matias and Yojin, welcome to the studio. Hi, John. It's great to be here. Yeah, thanks, John, for having us. And just by means of a little bit more extensive introduction, Matthias was actually on our second 
episode ever here at Radio Rounds, episode 102, uh, that he put together uh, really about global health. You know, Matias has a wealth of experience in global health in areas all over the world, and we just uh, feel uh, really lucky to have him back in the studio. You all have probably heard Yojin's name before and his beautiful voice on a few of our episodes. He's been with us for a couple years now and, and does a lot of work uh, from the production side as well. But my first question for kind of our roundtable, if you will, here today is has something to do with with Mr. Mulligan's advice to our listeners at the very end of the interview. He said, you all need to be covered, okay? And my, my best question is right now is, do we all need to be covered? Is this a, a service that everybody needs to have, or is it a service that could potentially come to benefit certain travelers? That, that's an interesting question, John. Um, from the perspective of uh, somebody traveling, I mean, insurance is something that you should probably always have. And from the perspective of an institution sending students abroad, I can guarantee you that they're going to want everybody covered. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I know that for anybody traveling abroad, kind of in an official sort of uh, capacity through Wright State, we all have to have an insurance which is provided free of charge to all students. It's just like uh, Mr. Mulligan was describing, same kind of um, service, you know, emergency kind of situation. It's not like a typical insurance. Um, in addition to that, though, I know I traveled abroad um, and I got additional insurance because I was going to be somewhere for a long period of time, which was kind of very similar to just your insurance, normal medical insurance, uh, you know, has co-pays for doctor visits and that kind of stuff. That probably isn't quite as necessary. Uh, I think it depends on your perspective. Yeah, I agree. Um, chances are, if you're a student in school and are traveling abroad to get credit, um, your school is going to require you to have this insurance just to, you know, to say the least, to protect their end of things in case something happens to you. As far as the issue goes, do you really need it? It depends on where you're going, right? Because the quality of care that you get in Europe isn't going to be the same as what you would get in like an underdeveloped nation, which a lot of students travel to to do uh, medical work. If you uh, if you had an option to either pay for the insurance yourself if it wasn't already covered by your tuition, then I'm not sure how many people would take that because thinking about going to another country, I don't think, oh, what am I going to do if something happens to me? I think, oh, this will be a fun experience. Um, I don't really need to think of evacuation insurance or anything like that. Um, so in that sense, I don't know how many students would actually think about that right there and then before they go on that trip. Yojin, that's an interesting point you bring up. Um, you know, Not every student, that's, that's not going to be the first thing that they think of. But uh, if you're in a situation where you need insurance, uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So, you know, whether that sh that's maybe that needs to be an issue that's addressed before uh, any student even considers going on a trip, because these are very real possibilities that you're going to need to be hospitalized, you're going to need uh, to be extracted, um, or maybe not things that are uh, maybe not as extreme, but definitely uh, something that will be important uh, no matter where you travel. People are probably pretty sick of, of thinking about health insurance, and the last thing most people want to do is consider buying more insurance. So rest assured out there to our listeners, we're certainly not trying to sell you anything on Radio Rounds here today. But I, I do think that Assist America's services seem like something that, while not part of any sort of federally mandated package, 
could be useful to just about any traveler, as as our roundtable here discussed. But one thing that it's important, I think it's important to mention, is that there are other companies out there who provide similar types of services to the ones talked about in our interview today, but in much more of a kind of concierge sort of way. They're not necessarily linked to an employee benefits package. You can just purchase them for a trip that you're going on. Say you and your wife are going on a trip uh, somewhere greater than 100 miles from home, and you wanted to purchase uh, extra insurance just for that trip. You can do that as well. And basically my point of mentioning this is if you want to learn more about the depth and breadth of different emergency services out there, you can always just go and Google, quote, global emergency services. Yeah, just one more point, John. I just think that as a a student who's traveled abroad uh, to very different kind of environments, some environments have really no medical care, and you definitely want to have some kind of emergency insurance. I mean, if you break a leg, uh, it's much, much more serious if you're in the Honduran hillsides and, you know, you're way far away from any sort of access. Whereas if you're in Lima, Peru, which was where I was recently, you have, you know, world-class um, hospitals that are all around you. And uh, I know just visiting with my family, we never, you know, got insurance. Um, it was really just for me because the school required it to do it in, in that specific uh, case. I wasn't going to be in any situation that was super dangerous, you know. If you're going to swim with alligators, though, you should probably have insurance. Speak, speaking of that story of swimming with alligators, I think I think we can all agree that that wasn't the best decision in the world for a father and his daughter to, to uh, pretend that the alligators were dolphins. But um, at the end of the day, sometimes people make less than ideal decisions when traveling abroad, and it can be nice to have uh, the kind of coverage that you need to get bailed out, bailed out from that situation. But I think what we're gleaning here is that this is something to consider when you're thinking about traveling. Having this sort of coverage is at least something to consider and could potentially help out. And, and it, as we've said before, part of our purpose here at Radio Rounds is to increase the awareness of our listeners of different aspects of the medical community that are out there that could potentially help them. And, and uh, the types of services that Assist America provides is definitely something for our listeners to think about when they travel. Yeah, I would just say as as to as advice is weigh your personal situation. It's all about the context. You know, where are you going? What kind of risks are you going to be exposed to? How far away are you from medical care? Um, and then make a decision. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I, I was just recently in Jamaica last year, and the part of Jamaica that we were in were was the northern hillside, which didn't really have ideal uh, health care. And whenever we'd go on hikes um, and just go exploring – it'd be a very real danger. You know, you could easily, like, slip and break a leg, like you said, or um, do something to jeopardize your life, which over here, it wouldn't be a big deal. You know, you could get rushed to the hospital. But over there, it's like you don't have a hospital close to you. The closest hospital is probably an hour away, and even that um, doesn't have the capabilities of treating you like they would here. Um, But in those situations, I think we were more... Um, ready to go on those adventures because we knew that we had that insurance, um, because we knew that we were covered. But if we didn't know that, then I don't know if we would have made those, quote, less than ideal decisions um, while being there. Uh, I think that uh, uh, another great point would be that, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, making ill-advised decisions or if you're going to be adventurous, uh, this insurance is probably something to consider. Uh, something else that you should probably consider, though, uh, when you're making this decision is, you know, what are the general conditions of where you're going to be? For example, uh, in India in the summer, it can be, you know, 100 to 120 degrees, uh, and the water, uh, a lot of it is not drinkable. And uh, as someone who is 
planning on traveling to India, you know, one of the main points that uh, people have hit on, at least with me, is that, you know, besides going on adventures and hiking hillsides and, you know, seeing, uh, you know, some of the more interesting aspects of the country, just the weather in general is something that's going to be, you know, very different for me. And so something to take into consideration if, you know, I have to go to the hospital and get an IV because of dehydration. And as we have a couple minutes here, I'm really interested to hear about some of your personal experiences traveling abroad where you may have run into trouble that you didn't expect and maybe could have used services like this or maybe got yourself out of it uh, by, you know, pulled yourself up by your bootstraps. So like I mentioned earlier, I was in Jamaica and a couple of times while being there, we were there for two weeks. Um, Not me personally, but a couple of people that I went with, um, we were out in the sun. It was really hot. So they ended up did, you know, they ended up getting dehydrated. And in that situation, we were probably in the middle of a farm or, you know, in the middle of the the urban country um, setting. So we didn't know what to do. So that person didn't really get taken to the hospital. We would just, we kind of treated them ourselves by, you know, giving them fluids, letting them rest in the shade. Um, so, th- you know, in that situation, we really didn't know what to do. Um, even though we were covered with evacuation insurance, we didn't think to that point where this person really needed to go to the hospital. Um, but apart from that, we really didn't run into much trouble in that in that sense. Well, I don't have any specific um, stories or colorful um, anecdotes to tell <laughs> about you know having to be airlifted out of anywhere. But um, I can say, so some of the risks that I encountered were probably a little different from some of the risks um, that other students have encountered. I mean, going into the wilderness, you've got accidents and that kind of stuff. I was uh, dealing with tuberculosis, and um, I was dealing with families that were affected by TB. So you have um, risks for airborne illnesses as well. And I just want to kind of use that to, to make the point that, you know, you might have insurance and all this stuff, but you have to be careful about the risks that you take, measured risks, and um, and kind of know what you're getting into and, and know how to, how to protect yourself. Um, so... I just want to talk about that. I mean, because I I could have been infected with TB if I hadn't taken precautions, and my emergency airlift insurance isn't going to do anything to help me really in that situation. You know, um, it's also a long latency, so it would probably develop at some later point. So you know, you just have to be kind of aware and take precautions for these for these kind of things. And certainly some interesting public health points to keep in mind for our, our resident MPH, our first-year medical student, and uh, another one of our second years here at Wright State. We just want to take a second to thank, again, our featured guest, Mr. Brian Mulligan. Uh, for our listeners out there who want to learn more about Assist America, please feel free to visit assistamerica.com. As we look ahead to next week, we're very excited to be speaking with Dr. David Levy, a neurosurgeon from San Diego. In addition to Dr. Levy's high-intensity, high-stakes medical practice, he's also an active member of the Christian Medical and Dental Association. We'll speak with Dr. Levy about how he's come to effectively incorporate spirituality and prayer into his healing interactions with patients. And in the meantime, you can find us every Sunday at noon Eastern time on WWSU 106.9 FM and Sundays at midnight Eastern on WYSO 91.3 FM. Of course, you can download podcasts of all past episodes on our website, RadioRounds.org, or search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds. You can also contact our team at Radio Rounds via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. 
All of that information and much more at RadioRounds.org. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. Sponsored by the American Medical Association. Providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at MedPlusAdvantage.com. Radio Rounds is also proudly partnered with the Student Doctor Network online at studentdoctor.net. Is an application to medical school in your future? Learn tips for admission success in the new second edition of the Student Doctor Network Medical School Admissions Guide, available now in paperback and electronic formats through the SDN bookstore at studentdoctor.net. And a huge thanks to Matthias and, and Yojin for joining us in the studio today, taking time out of their schedules to talk to us about their travels abroad, and of course to our entire staff for all of their hard work that goes into making these episodes happen. Please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds or of the Wright State University Boonshoft School of Medicine. Have a great week, everyone. For our entire staff here at Radio Rounds, I'm John Corker. I'm Yojin Patel. And I'm Zach Iljovene. And one day, we'll be your doctors. Welcome to Radio Rounds.